I'm Dr. Chris Meyer. This is the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. Every week, I'm going to add to your knowledge base about human interaction. We'll look at motivation, we'll look at emotion, and we'll look at decision-making, all within the context of negotiations. This is going to improve your life both organizationally and outside of the organization. Let's go. Hello, negotiators. Today, I want to talk a little bit about some things I've been noticing I've been noticing a lot about interactions lately. We're in this very unique period uh, in our lives, in our history, and it's really impacting our interactions. And I want to talk through some ideas about the impact that it's having on our interactions. And I'm going to give you four things, four ways to address maybe some of the ways, um, maybe some of the things that are happening in your interactions. I've noticed that Interactions have been a little bit more strained. Interactions have been a little bit less natural. Uh, We came from a situation where our interactions were very natural. And as we all know, we went then into a period of somewhat isolation. Um, I know I still had my family around me. There were a few other select people that I was around, although not not a lot. Um, but we went from, most of us went from a lot of interaction, constant interaction, to a situation where we didn't have those interactions. We didn't have the same types of days that were filled with interactions with people. And I know what happens is we get desensitized sometimes to the shenanigans that go on out there in the world. Because in my home, I know the interactions that I'm having. I know which of my sons didn't put their dishes in the dishwasher. So I know how to address that. I know which of my sons left socks and shoes on the floor. So I know how to address that. If my wife did any of that, I know to clean it up and not say anything about it. But once we pull ourselves out of the world and and we focus on those family interactions, we do okay with those. Although after a while, sometimes we do reach the end where we've had enough in those interactions. Not to say that that's it, we're packing it in, no more family, Uh, we're going to go live in a cave somewhere. But after five and a half months now with everyone in the house, it gets a little bit more difficult. And part of that is because we don't have the other interactions that we juxtapose our home interactions with. So I noticed this a lot this week. Near my house, before I get onto the highway, is a four-way stop. And 
a four-way stop to me is not a difficult interaction to negotiate. You pull up to the stop sign, whoever was there first goes through the stop sign. It seems pretty straightforward. What I've noticed, and part of this is Texas, and part of this is I didn't grow up in Texas, I grew up elsewhere. When I pull up to the four-way stop, I pull up and I go left so that I can get on the highway. Very often, I will pull up in the left turn lane with my blinker on because I really want to, just like every interaction that I have when I want to achieve something, I want to communicate that. I want to communicate it well. So when I pull up to that stop sign, I communicate it well. I'm in the left turn lane. I have my left turn blinker on. It's very obvious what I'm going to do. The person who has arrived at the stop sign before me and is going straight is doing the thing that confuses me. Waving his hand at me. You do this. Come through. Well, you were there first. And it breaks convention, right? If I pull up and I'm going to left turn and you've already been sitting at that stop sign, when you wave at me, it puts me in a bad position. It puts me in a position where I don't know what you're going to do. If I do go through and you hit me, I'm at fault. If I do go through and you're angry at me, if I do go through, I've cut you off. And that's not who I want to be. Also, I'm communicating my intentions really clearly, and you're not communicating your intentions with me. I find that to be a difficult situation. What happens for me, much to my wife's chagrin, is I will sit there. I will sit there at that four-way stop with my blinker on, going left, the person across from me waving maniacally. I will sit there for three days if I have to. Because I'm clear about my intention, I'm clear about what I'm doing, I know what I need to do in order to achieve my goal, and I know the process rules, and I know if I go outside of those process rules, I'm not doing the right thing. I found this happens a lot in our masked interactions as well. In the grocery store, in other retail establishments, where it was very typical that, especially in Texas, people would treat each other in a certain way. Now it's because we are veiled, because we have the safety of that mask, I've seen people in interactions that I'm almost shocked at. Treating people poorly, cutting people off with their grocery carts, pushing people, essentially pushing people out of the way with grocery carts. It's not a lot, but it's enough that I notice. I think that's, that's an interesting thing. The other place that I've noticed it is, again, in that semi-anonymous situation of social media. And I know that we're in a political campaign season right now, 
the political rhetoric is hateful and brutal right now. And I think that some of this comes from our sensitivities being heightened. We've been in semi-isolation, so our sensitivities are heightened, and we're seeing things that are annoying to us. We're being moved by things that wouldn't move us previously. Although, I will admit, I've been sitting at that four-way stop forever. <laughs> I, 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 I always do that. And I know a friend who, at the four-way stop, was waved through by an 18-wheeler and turned left in front of the 18-wheeler to be pulled over by the police, and the police said, it doesn't matter if they wave at you. You've got to follow the rules. That enough said. We're not used to putting up with everyone. We're not used to being so aware of the idiosyncratic nature of our interactions, of the differences, the small differences that, that are highlighted right now because we've been away from those small differences for so long. So we see those small differences and they're glaring. We're tense. We have anxiety because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have anxiety because we don't know if kids are going to go back to school. We have anxiety because we don't know if work is going to continue, if jobs are going to be lost, if the stock market's going to go up today, down today. Who knows? Um, we don't know. We're in a big season of don't know. And that causes anxiety. That plus the isolation has put us in a place where it's somewhat difficult to understand the interactions that we're having, uh, the annoyances that we're having in our interactions. And so I'm going to give you these four things that I want you to think about when you're dealing with these interactions. The first thing that I want you to think about is I want you to be aware. Be aware if there is an annoyance. Be aware if there's something that bothers you in the interaction. That's the emotional intelligence aspect of this, right? You have to understand, okay, when my boss said this, it made me feel this way. Now, what's the appropriate response? What's the response that I had? Can I match those up? Can I understand where it came from? Because we're all in that place where it could put us a little on edge. So we have to have that emotional intelligence. And this is a two-way street. This means I have to think, I wonder what's going on in the head of that person that's trying to wave me through this stop sign. I wonder what's happening with that person that cut me off in the grocery store and glared at me. I wonder what's going on with my boss, with my coworker, with my spouse, with my kids. I know that my sons are on edge right now because they want to go back to school. They don't want to be sent home. They're done with spring break. Spring break has been far too long for them. They're done. They want to go back. They want to be around their friends. But they also understand that it might not, might not end well 
So having that understanding, that emotional intelligence of how they feel makes my interactions with them slightly different. We have to adjust. So be aware is the first thing. The second thing is be steady. Have some emotional stability. Don't ride the ups and downs. And this is why at the four-way stop, I can sit and wait for three days. I know that it doesn't matter how crazy somebody goes across the street from me. I'm okay. I can handle it. My wife doesn't like it in the passenger seat, but she understands what I'm doing. She knows. She's ridden in the car with me for a long time. She gets it. Um, but I'm going to be steady. It, it, it does me no good to go crazy. I just, when somebody waves at me, I wave at them, or I shake my head no if they wave at me, um, and just be steady. So the person that was sitting across from me, waving maniacally, and I very calmly shook my head no, and it went on for a few minutes. And then when they drove across, they gave me the finger. And I thought, well, were you trying to be nice to me? Or were you trying to be mean to me? It was a very confusing interaction. So that's not emotionally steady, right? Come on, come on, come across the street. No, wait, screw you. Um, we got to be emotionally steady. We call it emotional stability. We used to call it neuroticism in uh, organizational behavior, but nobody likes to hear that they're high on neuroticism. It's better to tell somebody they're low on emotional stability. So be steady. So we want to be aware. We want to be steady. And then we want to hold back our judgment a little bit. So the person waving maniacally and then flipping me off, I just, I, I looked at my wife, I laughed. I said, they're having a day. And I turned left and off we go, right? We want to hold our judgment because people could be having a day. People could be struggling. I don't know, maybe they have somebody in the hospital Maybe they have somebody close to them that's really sick. Maybe they are part of the unemployed that happened from this pandemic. I don't know. So I don't want to hold, I don't want to make a judgment about who they are based on that one small interaction. I'm going to reserve that judgment. And then the fourth thing, the last thing, and I preach this. I preach this over and over because it has such a huge impact. We need to treat people with dignity and respect. It doesn't mean we need to give in. It doesn't mean that all of the social media that's out there, all of the political hate that's going back and forth, it doesn't mean that we have to say, okay, whatever, we're, we're fine. We're, we believe what your side is saying, or we believe we endorse what you're saying. We, we don't need to believe it and endorse it. We can disagree. And we can disagree with people, but treat them with dignity and respect. I've had some great political discussions recently with people that I have a lot of respect for, but who view the world very differently from me. And it's good because if you treat people with dignity and respect, you can have those discussions. 
you can have them in a positive way. And maybe I can learn a little bit more. Maybe I can see a little bit more about where you're coming from. It does not mean that I am going to change my mind. It does not mean that I'm going to embrace your view. Just for me to understand where you're coming from doesn't mean that I have to give up who I am. And I think that people lose sight of that. We can treat others with dignity and respect. We can disagree with them while we do that. I shouldn't have to agree with you to treat you with dignity and respect. It will have a big impact. When we measure things that have an impact on outcomes, things that have an impact in organizations, in relationships, when we measure things that have an impact, both negative and positive, dignity and respect, interpersonal justice is what we call it, dignity and respect is one of the biggest factors. So there's four ways during this uh, time of pandemic that you can positively impact your relationships, positively impact your human interactions. Be aware of the emotional content. Be steady with your emotions. Reserve judgment about what's going on and treat people with dignity and respect. Hope that was helpful. If it was, please make sure that you subscribe and share this podcast. And uh, let's keep impacting the world for better. Thanks for listening to the Negotiation Innovation Podcast. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that I can reach a wider audience. You can find more information about these ideas on my website at MeyerNegotiation.com. Thanks. See you next time.